With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Churros, April 5th. It's a Tuesday. Twitter, live stream on. It's a Tuesday. Keon gone. Just me. Let's get cooking. Welcome to the show. It's a good thing. So Bonnie can't handle the heat. Here's my G. Still suffering from the whooping receipt. Always sad to see how forced he'll be. Oh, man. Poor my G. Poor my G. Poor my G. Welcome to Churros y Tacticas. We are live on Twitter. And we are, of course, recording this as well for our loyal listeners on all of the podcasts that you would be following on the regular, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever it may be. Your trusty churros are being served to you on this Tuesday. Kian, as I mentioned, is gone. And uh, for those of our uh, viewers joining us live on Twitter, hello, hello, welcome, welcome. If you haven't yet checked out our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do. Please subscribe there because that is the regular place that you will be getting your crispy, sweet or salty churros on a weekly basis. And of course, for our loyal listeners on Patreon, you'll be getting them twice a week. On Fridays, we're submitting another podcast every single week. This podcast, as always, being brought to you by the good folks of Manscaped. Get 20% off of all of their fine products using the promo code CHURROS. That's two R's. And uh, when you do, your balls will thank you. That is indeed the slogan of the good folks over at Manscaped, giving you the finest in male grooming. Let's get cooking because we got a lot to discuss. It's been a busy weekend, of course, on Match Day 30 in La Liga Santander. On this show, different from other ones, seeing as I am recording just by myself, it's going to be surprise, surprise, mainly focused about Barca, but we are going to put a little spin on that, of course, and also uh, make sure that Sobani retweets this on his big Managing Madrid account so we get the listeners uh, that we usually want. So we're going to be making sure that he will be able to put that clickbaity Madridista um, title in the tweets as well so that we get everybody listening to this pod, even if it's just me, myself, me, myself and I. So what are we going to be 
going over today, of course, the big, the big Barça Sevilla uh, that was won thanks to a moment of individual brilliance coming from Pedri, allowing Barça to leapfrog the Andalusian side for second place. Excuse me while I bring on the other sponsor of this podcast, the fine folks of Estrella Dam. Not yet a sponsor, but hey, think about it. What have you got to lose? That is uh, the motto of our podcast. <laughs> That's our pitch for our sponsors. What have you got to lose? Eh? Um, Pedri allowing Barca to get the three point three vital points, of course, in that chase for. Can we say it now? Can we say? Can we say in the chase for maybe a title hunt? I don't know yet. I don't know. I want to go over a few more of uh, the rumors as well. Uh, Javi Galan is uh, apparently being uh, spotted by the scouting team and thought about as a potential, uh, well, let's call him a backup uh, for Jordi Alba. I want to talk a little bit about that, and I want to see if uh, I can get um, my good friend Alex Johnson as well to talk to us about Celta. And, of course, how they fared uh, against uh, Manji in uh, what seemed to be a, an emotion-packed game. Lots of controversy with the penalty calls, of course. Three in favor for Los Blancos. Uh, one that was missed as well. Great stop, um, uh, indeed, by uh, by Matias. And, uh, well, Madrid still walking away with three points. But, excuse my intro. Some of you might be wondering, why is Diego so exuberant? Uh, my God. This shiny forehead that I have. Holy geels. Um Well, because I, I quite frankly, it was the ex- expected, say, performance from a Madrid uh, that was visibly still shook. Shook up in doubts after that beating that they received at the hands of Los Blaugrana in the Bernabeu, the match day prior, 4-0, of course, the historic night. Another one that Kian ran away from. Do you see what is happening here? This is a reoccurring pattern, folks. Every time things look shaky, Kian gets running and avoids these confrontations and debates when he's had such a good season, when at the end of the day, Madrid is still going to win away with the league title, right? Right? I think so. Or maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Or the doubts creeping in over in the Madrid camp. It's something that I want to discuss with Kian. But uh, he's on his way to London town to see Chelsea, Madrid, and, and, and who am I to, of course, uh, blame him for that. What a game that is going to be over in the Champions League. My goodness. We'll see if uh, the nerves are still present within... Uh, Los Blancos, or uh, if they can uh, regain that confidence, as they always do, in explicable fashion, in uh, the top European con- continent. Excuse, I- I've been trying to start this live stream for uh, several times. I've had several attempts at it, as you could have probably uh, seen uh, following the Twitter account. But um, family came in, uh, the-, the troops are home, and then with the troops comes uh, the... Uh, uh, applicable noise as well uh, when you have two kids and a family and a wife that is now uh, very sweetly cooking up uh, that old dinner for the children so that they can uh, go off to their beds uh, once they have finished dinner by, of course, not before reading a book and maybe doing a few more maths problems. That's how things go in the Lorraine household. And if uh, you believe that, then do not worry. I am a worse parent than you. <laughs> That uh, only happens in our dreams. Now, um, 
let's let's get started look can we talk a little bit of football if you have uh, questions of course on the twitter live uh, feed stream call it what you want uh, please submit those i see dj mario in the house diego you the man what's going on dj mario and uh aman as well diego i want to make and send you beats for you to write for churro my friend please send me those aman if you're still listening definitely uh, hit me up with some beats and I will rap on them for churros. It would be my pleasure. You didn't get to hear that little intro. I had a little, a, a little call, call it a freestyle. Okay, I had a little freestyle that I threw out there just to spice things up. As I mentioned last time I was solo in this pod, it's a solo churro sesh. As uh, Alamadri is in the house. Who's, oh, what's going on? Lab, Lab du Sabur. I know your photo, I know your avatar. Give me your name so I can start pronouncing you loyal viewers and listeners by your names. I feel like, you know, we are family on churros as we once uh, were on D-Spot. Um, it feels kind of funny not to involve the D-Spot folks on this one. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going live on uh, Facebook or uh, tw- uh, YouTube, rather, and Facebook. Why not? I'm recording this through the uh, music software. I'm live on Twitter. I've got my tabs open, what I want to discuss. As I said, I want to discuss, of course, the big results, uh, as we always do, between Barca and Madrid. And then I want to talk a little bit about, uh, yeah, some of the, say, rumors around surrounding Can Barca with regards, to, in this case, to the left-back position. I want to see if I can uh, get Alex Johnson in as well. I, the thing is, I'm thinking is I might do that over on Instagram. What I'm th- I'm, I'm working on something here. I'm working on a loop of involving different social media platforms, making it work for me. I'm trying to, uh, you know, put some, invest some energy into this uh, content creation, this circle, this circle of life <laughs> that is social media. Um, let's start with uh, Sevilla, shall we not? Um, listen, a really hard-fought game against uh, what was visibly and undoubtedly the uh, best defense in the league. Xavi talked about it as well, of course, in his post-match comments of uh, just how well this uh, Sevilla side has worked, how well it is coached, um, how it is no surprise that, uh, you know, this is the best defensive uh, side in La Liga at the moment and have been holding, holding on to the, that second spot for dear life uh, for, for a very long time and it deserves a, a lot of merit. Uh, in the case of Barca, it cannot be a four-goal festival, of course, uh, every single match and that proved to be the case against uh, this Sevilla side that didn't allow a whole lot of clear chances uh, until really later in the game. Sevilla having that uh, potential handball, what, what call it, it was a handball, but it was, of course, waved off, uh, seeing as, I think the shades have got to come out. I mean, you, you guys sort of give me shit about wearing shades, but you see, I, I got... I got the sun. I got the sun, the sun beaming in my face. That's better. Yeah. That shiny forehead as well. Give it a little wipe. Um, my apologies to the listeners. This is for uh, the viewers on uh, the Twitter live stream. My shiny red face is uh, just beaming sun off of my forehead at the moment. But um, so, yeah, they... Um, uh, had that hand, hand appeal rightfully waved off. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not, let's not joke around here too much. Uh, I know there was some re- reportedly some controversy surrounding uh, that uh, handball that was rightfully waved off. Uh, Araujo could not chop off his arm as they were in natural position. What are you gonna do other than say 
that's not a handball. Play on, folks. So, um, Ferran with with a, a few chances, if I remember right. I'm trying to pull up here. Uh, the, the good folks from us usually give a, a nice... Uh, vi- ah, here we go. Now I got it. Uh, Ferran had, of course, uh, his uh, short-range efforts also be uh, blocked and deflected by Bono on the, the evening. Dembele there providing uh, some uh, potential assists. Uh, Having a very sharp game indeed. I mean, we're going to be talking about Dembu's a little bit as well because we have to. He's continuing to be such a, a fantastic, prominent player, leader, if you will, even of uh, this team. I mean, with the per- permission of Pedri, uh, he was the, he was the best player of that game. No, no ifs ands or buts or doubts about it Dembele is playing his socks off at the moment there's nothing anybody can say that is uh, uh, different from the fact that he's behaving like he should a professional and um, man showing his best version that he has seen that he has uh, uh, given rather uh, ever since uh, arriving to this team five years ago Uh, healthy Clearly, no controversy between him and the coaching staff. Uh, players, he's gelled in better than ever uh, before. Uh, when uh, the old guard were still there, excuse me, dry mouth. And um, connecting just ever so well with his teammates. Obviously, it's uh, something that we discussed uh, at length here is the fact that he's playing alongside Obama Young his best friend or one of his closest friends and um i think all of that is really helping him to just offer his best version of himself uh for what might be his last few months here we don't know we will see in any case he's uh committed to the cause and uh barca helping barca to become or to to get the best out of the remainder of the season both in the league and of course in the europa league as well so um with all that said, uh, Pedri, with a moment of brilliance, with a sheer moment of quality, uh, I don't want to go uh, without, of course, giving a shout out as well to Rakitic, who not just left his blood, sweat and tears out there on the pitch, but all of his clothes as well uh, at the end of the match, uh, generously handing everything off except for his, uh, what was it, what do you call those, the ball knipers, the, the, the ball squeezes, as we call them in Dutch. The uh, his his underwear, right? They're not briefs. The briefs are the long ones. What do you call the tight ones? I don't know. Tidy whities. He left that on. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, good to see that. Of course, the public and Rakitic still remain uh, have a good relationship there, and uh, there's no love lost. Then let's talk about that fantastic moment um, in the 72nd minute. Gerard Piquet leading up to it uh, was had his own chances. If it wasn't Bono, it was the crossbar that uh, denied Barca from getting a deserved goal. But then uh, following that, that was a four minutes or so, five minutes after Girard, Girard Piquet hit uh, the crossbar with his corner. And uh, Dembélé having his own chance that uh, sort of ricocheted. I think, I don't remember if Bono got a touch to it or not, but uh, uh, certainly bounced awkwardly off the floor and over the Sevilla goal. Then came... And a, and a rare chance by uh, uh, Martial, Marshall as well. Then came Pedri, Pedri Potter, as uh, some call him, with a golazo. Just a fantastic goal. One of the goals of the season. Waits, lets uh, Rakitic 
slide by for you know the poster picture and then uh, Diego Carlos as well and then unleashes I was gonna say havoc but it wasn't so much the power behind the shot as, as it was the genius placement uh, going through all of the uh, Sevilla defenders and finally passed the goalkeeper Bono as well to uh, deservedly put Barca up one goal to nil and uh, that being the uh, only goal of the game but uh, certainly deservedly the uh, look at managing Managing Madrid just retweeted. We're going live on Managing Madrid. Madridistas, let me hear you. Let me hear you. Let me hear all of you guys joining. Oh, look at the count going up. It went from three to seven. I'm going to have to scroll through comments now as uh, hate will be showered upon me. Twelve. They're seeing is just Diego. They're logging off already. Going from 12 to 10. <laughs> This, they're like, this motherfucker, fuck that. Uh, don't need to hear him gloat about how Barca are creeping up on you guys. Yes, I wish Kian was in the house. I wish Kian would be um, in this discussion that we should be having right now about uh, how we're coming. Who's that creeping in the window? Pow! Los Blaugrana now! We're coming. We're coming. We're knocking on the door. I see you. The count's going up. We've got 30 Madridistas now listening. <laughs> and one crazy culé talking about 31. Talking about how we're coming. The hunt is on, folks. Madridistas, welcome to this podcast. Uh, a live session, of course. Also, make sure that you ch tune into your regular places where you would get your churros, your crispy, salty, in your case, maybe sweet. Uh, maybe you're frustrated, uh, uh, one of my Barca supporters like Kian, of course, that just wishes that he chosen the blue and red side, but uh, he chose the white side, who are now are getting hot under the collar. I want to know from you guys. I want to know how it is over in the Madrid camp. What do you uh, have to say about that performance in Celta, where you walked away with uh, three penalty calls? Can we at least call one dubious, all right? A one dubious. No, but listen, all that being said... Um, Keep your questions coming in. I want to talk now a little bit about Madrid as well because I was expecting this kind of a performance uh, after such a, receiving such a, a beating uh, at home on home turf uh, at the hands of your eternal rivals. Uh, you just don't bounce back from that. Uh, not even Madrid. I mean, it, it, had it been a Champions League final or something, then we could have seen a masterful performance with uh, bicycle kicks coming from uh, why not Gareth Bale and Isco once more. But uh, in the regular league game away in Balaidos, difficult ground, uh, Celta, uh, you know, well, doing doing what they do at home. They're a difficult side to beat. Barca uh, have not always walked away with three points. In fact, uh, we've dropped the vital points in a league hunts uh, in prior seasons. So it's uh, we know that how difficult of a, a, a task it is to win in, uh, over there in Balaidos, in Vigo. And um, I thought that this was one of the... It could have been a banana peel. It wasn't. Madrid walk away with the three points. But ahead of a Champions League clash against Chelsea was this the most uh, the, the perfect performance to bounce back from uh, probably not there's probably still a lot of doubts uh, surrounding the Madrid camp uh, having said that you're also facing a, a Chelsea side that themselves lost 4-1 but um, uh, you know keeping our attention on uh, Los Blancos for a minute um, it, it, it was a must-win situation. That is the positive. It was a must-win situation again uh, ahead of such a vital clash, of course, uh, in the Champions League. Um, can I say wholeheartedly that uh, Celta deserved the three points 
also not. I mean, um, looking at uh, uh, the what we saw take place, uh, looking at the game at hand, um, you know, the more chances. Uh, well, it could have been maybe even in terms of uh, uh, shots received, but uh, I felt that overall, you know, it's not completely undeserved the fact that Madrid is walking away with the three points, especially taking into account sort of the clumsy tackles, tackles as well um, that uh, the Sevilla players committed. Um, uh, you don't want to leave, you know, Mendy. Vinicius obviously making a meal of it, um, but you can argue that he got a touch to it. Was it, I think it was... Uh, no, was it Nolito who tackled him? And eventually, then yeah, it was Nolito because he scored the, the equalizer after that, sort of making amends to uh, his initial mistake. But uh, also, uh, uh, was it Kevin Bathkith committing a penalty on on Mendy? Look, I think there were some doubts in all three penalty calls, hence the controversy surrounded. But all in all, Madrid did what they had to do. They got the three points and setting themselves up uh, for this now focusing their efforts on a Champions League clash and more importantly as well when it comes to the domestic league keeping that distance at 12 points because Barca still of course has one game in hand assuming I'm gonna go stick my chest out here a little bit assuming that we could win that or we will win that the gap uh, is down to nine points now had Madrid drop points here could have potentially been six at which stage it would be getting a little too close for comfort, I would imagine. A little hot under the collar for Maji. Um, let me see if I got some questions before uh, I dive into uh, some other topics here. Hey, listen, Aman, I want to get those beats, my friend. Um, I want to get those beats. Hit me up, Diego. Dot. L'origine. <laughs> Lorigen, Lorin, Lorraine, L-O-R-I-J-N, at gmail.com. Hit me up with an email there, and uh, let's get some beats going. I, w I would like to do that. On to the questions. Any Madrid goal so good you forgot you are a culé and shouted and enjoyed it? Oh, man. Of course. I mean, as in, did I forget I was culé? No, but... Goal so good, you just have to go, God damn. Obviously, I mean, there's the Zizou one, which I remember as clear as day. There are annoying ones, like the Raul Tappins that meant Champions League victories. I'll tell you what. Roberto Carlos from basically the corner flag. If you have never seen this goal, I forget who Madrid were playing. Obviously, we're talking 1990, was it 6? 96 or 97, perhaps? Um, Teca was still the sponsor. It wasn't Siemens. Yeah, it, it was early Roberto Carlos days. Basically, puts in a shot. Like, he's running on to a pass that had been, you know, fed into towards the corner flag from, like, midfield. He runs onto it and just wallops that goal. And it goes, takes that lovely little Roberto Carlos turn, unexpected turn, catches the goalkeeper off guard. And instead of it being a cross, it just goes into the back of the net uh, for just one of the most stunning goals that I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, up there with obviously seeing Zizou's in, in the final against Leverkusen. Uh, and more recent ones, man. I mean, you, look, you know, the... the the comeback against PSG was, uh, 
you know, you got to admit, it was a thing of beauty. It was a thing of beauty. And, and the fans, uh, everybody, the stadium being so much into it. Again, these are, I feel like there's been a, a pre and a post-COVID time for the big clubs here in Spain, such as Barça Madrid, where I feel like the fans are giving it more of themselves. Maybe that also has to do with time, just the passing of time. And they're now there's now a younger generation of uh, you know culés and madridistas that are watching the team play after having gone through lockdown you know not being privy to uh, watching the, these matches live maybe that we also approach it uh, with a, a much more i guess appreciative uh, attitude and manner and uh, we're making ourselves heard a lot more we're hearing it also in the in the barça camp right xavi pedri talking about um how these fans are incredible for beginning to end. We saw it with the women's team. Um, Chavi talking about how you know he doesn't recognize these fans even. So we're seeing it uh, all across, and, and and rightfully so because you know Spain is such a football culture. Obviously, passionate football. Passion is one of these um, you know adjectives often often described with with Spanish football. But you often lack it in the bigger with the bigger clubs with the bigger sides. That's just a, 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 a factual. You know, that's an actuality and. Um, Places in the south, Sevilla, Betis, obviously, uh, Atletico de Madrid as well, in the north, um, you know, Atletico Club. The, all these places have always had uh, just wonderful, wonderful fans that are, are supporting their team from beginning to end and, and making themselves or doing justice to the word fan and, and, and what we uh, often see in the Premier League as well or in the Turkish League and, and Argent, Argentinian League, etc. But uh, it's good to see that, that you know, I, I felt that at some point... And I've said this, and I'm completely digressing here, but it's a solo session. It's just me, so uh, who the hell cares? <laughs> um, I've often said that the very first time I was in the Camp Nou with my grandfather, I was very excited. I uh, started to sing. I started to chant Barça uh, at the age. Oh, I think it was, uh, well, it wasn't even that young at that point, 14, 15 years of age or so. And... Uh, an old man turned around and said, "In aqueste, and I'm going to butcher the Catalan here, but uh, in aqueste stadi no se canta, vale? In this stadium, we don't sing. And my grandfather, being Andalusian, being a hardcore Barça supporter as well, but uh, certainly being Andalusian, just started to sing louder and told him to shut up, turn around, and he uh, supported me in my, uh, <laughs> you know, my chants. And uh, I'll never forget it, Patiabu." Te quiero. I love you. We, uh, I'll always re remember you and love you for that moment. Um, why am I bringing this up? Because, uh, ah, well, it just goes to show that, you know, traditionally, you know, the, 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 the culé and the madridista, I'm going to include uh, both sets of fans here. We were sort of entitled fans and uh, or not the fans that will necessarily also get up off of our asses and support the team unconditionally. It was more like, well, I paid for my ticket. Now it's up to you to enter to entertain me and, and, and perform in front of me, right? That was that sort of been traditionally the attitude with which uh, people uh, have come to games with. Anyway, it's a new day. It's a new day. Why don't we uh, move on now? I don't know how, how long I've been uh, recording, but... Um, I want to move on uh, swiftly here, so we're not. Uh, we've already we lost half the Madridista count. Oh man, we're down to fifteen. We lost a few Madridistas still in there, but uh, Amana, I hope I answer your question here. But maybe I can take this off at this point. The sun is sort of going away. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What are your thoughts on Uruguayo renewing his deal? I think... um, they have to do whatever's best for both camps. Uh, I would imagine that Luis Suarez is very comfortable in his with his life, uh, with his setup in in uh, Madrid. Will not want to leave that city or move his family around at this stage in his his career and and have them, you know. Uh, but who am I to say? I mean, my point being is, I would imagine that he would want to stay on to a winning. An ambitious project like that of Atlético de Madrid, led by Cholo Simeone, he would have to accept clearly a secondary role, which if he hasn't already, uh, he has to come, of course, to terms with and and, and realize that uh, he's not, you know, in that A team anymore that Cholo will want uh, out there competing on a weekly basis. So if he can do that, then he can be very valuable for any team, including uh, Atleti. Like Ibrahimovic, just without Ovic. Ibram. Ibram, thank you for your name. Did you hear my wife screaming in the background? Oh, kids are in trouble. Kids are in trouble. Um, I want to talk about Dembus, okay? I want to talk about Dembus because according to the papers, I'm neither going to confirm nor deny. just going to state what is out there in the papers. A meeting took place between... Alemán and Sissoko over in Marrakech. Some of the Barça reps travel to Morocco to see if uh, we can come closer. Come together. Come together right now. And let's make a deal. I will hope so. I If we can get this version of Dembu's all day, er day, Sign me up. Forgiven, forgotten everything that took place during the winter transfer market. I'm ready to strike another deal. We're now finally reaping the fruits of the investment made into him five season five seasons ago when he came premature. When he came at a time where it was in his moment for various circumstances, for various reasons, we're now seeing a Dembus who has matured, who has evolved and is ready to take 
a front seat. Bad days. <laughs> Bad days for the Kates. I'm sorry for the background noise, but like I said, uh, dinner is not uh, del gusto de todos. I guess uh, the food tonight is not of everybody's liking or taste, <laughs> judging by the cries. No, but uh, this is crazy. I, I, I thank you guys for putting up uh, with these crazy podcasts, and uh, you know I, we love our listeners. We really do. Um, we're we're now seeing a matured Dembu's. Uh, who's ready to take a, le- a leadership role, you know, a, a role as uh, a, a, a leader of this team. I would imagine not vocally. We don't need that. We have plenty of vocal, I think, leaders in the dressing room right now. Plenty maybe is also an exaggeration, but we got, you know, Gerard Piqué. Uh, I don't think that Pedri is necessarily the quietest one. Uh even though he would more, I would imagine him more leading, obviously, by example, on the field, and I would qualify him as a leader. But, uh, you know, Sergio Busquets, also not the biggest talker. Jordi Alba, well, Gerard Piqué is pretty much the only vocal leader. No, no. Uh, Araujo, certainly a vocal leader. Uh, somebody with uh, not just an authoritative voice, but somebody who could push in, you know, bring in the good mood and, and push in the good vibes in, in the Barca locker room. I think there are those kind of players. Dani Alves, joder. Uh, you know, Memphis also certainly not the most uh, shy one uh, to be vocal necessarily in the dressing room. So I think we have a good mix of characters, ones that uh, lead by example on the field and maybe do less of a talking and the other ones that talk more and uh, will also lead by exa- example by just being pros. I, everybody is locked in right now. I feel that this is a moment where Barca are just the players are honed in. Uh, locked into this uh, final tramo, this final phase of the season and really want to you know, do the best they can to um, finish off the season the right way. They're understanding what Xavi wants from them. Xavi is giving him the right stimulus, the right motivation, the right instructions, um, and able to implement his ideas so fast. I mean, so fast in, in, in such a efficient manner where we've seen this team just blossom in front of our eyes in, in at a pace that's I don't really remember. I, I often, of course, bring up the time where we brought Davids in in the 2002-03 season, was it? Uh, in when uh, Rijkaard at the helm, Dino season, etc. But something was missing. Well, in comes Davids and bang, we make a, a leap and a run for uh, the league title and, and finish up. Uh, and we have a legitimate shot at it too. And we finish off the se- season in second. It's, it, it has that kind of vibe. It has that similar feeling right now. And uh, with Ferran, obviously, also, I mean, more players have been brought in uh, in this transfer market. Ferran is, I mean, he's, he's home. I think he fits right in. I think he's uh, understanding exactly what uh, Xavi asked from him. Obama Young seems like he's been playing here for years. Uh, and on top of that, uh, you know, playing close to his family, playing into it in a country where he has uh, uh, relatives, he has roots, he has a bloodline here. Um, Adama, of course, and that that is is a, a touchy, tricky situation with where we will see how, you know, it will finish for Adama. But 
uh, I'm incredibly happy for him that he has his chance to play for his boyhood club and really up his cachet as well and uh, up his his notoriety. Is is that the right way to use it? Up his 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 profile, his uh, you know his his uh, his price in the market also. Let's say is is is, is value because uh, what better way than to, to trampoline your career again, of course, uh, by having just a, a stellar few months at uh, Barca and, and, and being part of that turnaround uh, that, is, that was so direly needed. And, and, you know, for a large part, also definitely thanks to Adama for mm, breaking ankles out there on the pitch and not because of his physicality, but because of his speed. Uh, there's a five assist so far, and he's competing with uh, directly, of course, with a very with the best Dembele that we've seen since uh, he arrived five years ago. So it's not a an easy situation at all for the player, and uh, I just you know uh, I commend him for how much of a professional he is uh, he's been, and nothing less was expected neither mind you so uh top top stuff uh, all around uh for uh for the whole entire squad um on to the next one javi galan so what i wanted to do and i mentioned her a few times now and i didn't want to put her on the spot because i had to record this out but i want to talk about alex johnson a little bit more about uh, javi galan uh, how he's uh now you know by the papers being linked uh, for the left back position, of course, there's been so much talk about uh, Grimaldo, the uh, ex Barca player. But we all know that, uh, or we all know, we would assume that uh, Benfica is uh, not going to let uh, the player go for free. <laughs> so his uh, price tag uh, is something that to we need to keep into account. Now, uh, Alex Moreno as well. Uh, from Betis is being linked uh, potentially as a reinforcement. Um, Javi Galan could be interesting. And uh, to find out a little bit more, I want to talk to uh, Alex Johnson about this, who has, uh, of course, much better insights than myself uh, on the team from Vigo. And uh, you will have to follow me on Twitter in order to uh, partake in that conversation. Follow me at Diego Lorin. L-O-R-I-J-N. Don't mix up the I-J-N. It's L-O-R-I-J-N. What else? Having said that, Jordi Alba. Playing his goddamn socks off. (laughs) All these players have... You know, what a turnaround we're seeing from these players. All these players. The veteran ones as well. You know, not just are the new ones coming up... uh, the Gavis, the Nicos, the Pedris, but uh, Jordi Alba is also just showing his best form of late as well, and uh, it's good times. Good time. All right, moving on here. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna have you guys listen to something because I uh, enjoyed listening to this. People on Twitter, if the audio is not great, bear with me. It's a conversation between Guardiola, Pep Guardiola and the reporter for Televisión Española, uh, Silvia Barba. And she asks her uh, him rather a question. Uh, the question is linked uh, between a conversation that she had with her father. I'm going to play it. I'll translate it on the go. And then we'll discuss it briefly. Silvia Barba, de Televisión Española. Mister, yo quizás sea un poco más 
I'm a little bit more romantic than my colleagues. I asked my dad, who is the most important player in City? Her dad said, players are players, but the most important person is Pep Guardiola. Her father said that. Pep laughs. Give him a hug. He's a Madridista. I'm sorry. He's like, well, for that reason, give him a hug. Do you have the feeling that Guardiola is a visionary? We're seeing it with Xavi, Luis Enrique. It's working, it's triumphing. Do you think that you're the most important person, not just for City, but the most important person in football? And will I have to uh, give uh, my dad la razón? Will I have to agree with him and give him his props? Pep says, I didn't invent football. I recommend you read a book. Sorry, 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 sorry. Martin Peranao that talks about uh, the evolution of football. Take note, I am. You'll see that what we're doing, they did in prehistoric times. So don't worry about that. I don't know why he says that. Because she clearly gave him a compliment. He's like, I hate to not agree with your dad but I never scored a goal or stopped the penalty so I wish I could score and goals and stop penalties but I'm a good coach anyway it's um, I, th I thought it was nice I thought it was uh, call it nice call it cute uh, call it also a truth I mean at some point we're gonna have to talk about uh, the importance of Pep Guardiola and his influence on the game of football um, as a whole, not just within a club, not just within a team, not just within a time frame, but he is really evolving the game that was introduced to him by, of course, his good friend and mentor, Johan Greif. I'm not saying anything new here. Uh, I would simply like to plant the seed and uh, start the discussion, I guess, at some point on what will Pep's legacy be away from the teams that he has coached? We're seeing Xavi, we're seeing, we're seeing Lucho, and we're seeing also Jonathan Giraldez with the women's team. Um, and, and of course, in, in the case of Barca, and we're seeing it with Ajax and, and Ten Hag as well. Um, and, and why not Bayern? The legacy that was left there by uh, Pep and, and Ten Hag, uh, we're certainly still seeing. I think they're still in Bayern. They're still reaping the, the fruits from uh, the time when uh, those two great coaches were there. And German football, for that matter, you know. Uh, what's his name? Flick and... Excuse me. How big is this uh, shadow that's been casted over the footballing world from a certain perspective? Let's call it a perspective where... A, a, a mind frame, a style of play where you take the initiative, you take the, you approach football from a, a daring, with a daring attitude, uh, offensive minded, call it attractive, and 
then there's the school of thought that, well, you know, you're not inventing anything new. Football can be played in many ways. And, and, and in many ways, of course, this is also being set up because of the tie between uh, City and Atletico. But, uh, and I don't want to necessarily put Cholo Simeone in that basket because I think his football has also been involved, evolving over, over the seasons. We're certainly not talking about an Atletico that is boring and are grinding out 1-0 results. Uh, as we did several seasons ago, and and of course with the acquisition of uh, uh, having more acquisition, po- acquiring power, and um, Cholo Simeone recently said that he never had Messi's, Iniesta's, and 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 Xavi's, and uh, but that has also been sort of his decision, right? I mean, you you buy the players that you uh, envision will execute your form of football the best way possible, so. Um, but then there's that approach, right? A more, say, standoffish, a held backish, an anticipating, a reactive style of football, uh, which is the other camp. And where you fall in between, you know, it's uh, it's it's to each their own. But uh, I thought that this question, in particular, being asked by a, a reporter from Televisión Española, um, involving her dad into it, and you know, I'm a sucker for those. I'm a romantic as well. I like to involve uh, those kind of family elements. I thought uh, it was a, a good question, appropriate one as well. Give Pep his props, and uh, and that's it, man. Let, let's keep talking. I I I feel like I've been, I mean ram- I've been going on for what is it? It must have been an hour or so. So hoping that Kian would maybe I could catch him uh, in between flights and have him jump on here. But I think I've uh, covered a whole lot. I think you guys got some good old content on this pod. I hope you did anyway. hope you enjoyed that little intro, creative. And uh, don't forget to use Manscaped, promo code CHURROS, two R's, to get 20% off of all of their male grooming products. That's it. I'm going to leave it here, folks. I wish you guys a very pleasant rest of the week. Good luck to all of those watching uh, the Champions League competition this week to Colchoneros. I would say Blancos as well, but you know that I will be lying. I want you guys out. Uh, let's see if Barca week in advance as well against Eintracht. Of course, uh, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, my days. Uh, well, let's just say that I'm approaching this one with a lot of confidence after having seen what this team can do in uh, the most hellish of stadiums over in Turkey. Um, not to say that Eintracht Frankfurt don't have crazy fans. Those Germans, they like to get into it. But... Uh, I do expect a good result. I do expect Barca to go through. Not that I'm demanding Xavi now to, of course, win the Europa League after having taken over this team just a couple months ago. By the way, I'm not. I'm not scratching. I'm just scratching my belly. Uh, <laughs> on the camera here. I forgot. Uh, but I do expect us to, uh, yes, beat Eintracht Frankfurt. Maybe I, I could have had a German football specialist on. Well, anyways, it is what it is. You got your dose of churros. Keep following us on Twitter. Have a pleasant rest of the week. Peace out. Maybe next Friday we'll be with Kian again, but who knows? Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.